All right, I'm in Davenport, Iowa. It's 30-something degrees. It's a little chilly. It's not that bad. You know what? I got to tell you, and and it's not just because I'm vain and, you know, narcissistic. I mean, I am, even though I can't say the word right without stuttering. But, you know, I was, you know, kind of, I'm sitting here waiting for Doug to, he's inside doing something. We're switching out. I'm fixing to go to bed, but... I'm listening to, you know, I'd sit, oh, I'll do a quick search of truckers, you know, and see if there's any other drivers on here. And, you know, I got to tell you, they all suck. I mean, their shows, and I'm not just saying that because I'm awesome, because obviously you guys know I am, but it's like, really? I mean, come on, have some fun with it, you know, talk like you're, you know, stop talking into the microphone, talk to you know, talk to the people you're talking to. I don't know. I don't get it. There's something about it. And, uh, well, I don't know. I just, I just marvel at my own glory sometimes, I guess. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. I just think it's wrong to be humble when you know you're right. So, I don't know. But I must admit, though, for me, Anchor is about... Well, I do do a lot of talking, I will admit. I, I will will not deny that I do more than I should. But I do try to listen more than I talk. And not because I think I should listen, but because I actually like listening. I like listening to what you guys get to say. I like hearing the different points of view. I like hearing the balladeer from Seattle. I like hearing the crazy ex-pilot in Ireland. I like hearing the crazy poet in Ireland. What is it about Ireland and crazy people? I like hearing these things. I like hearing, you know, Sarah from Vegas. I like hearing, um, you know, Georgie D's coffee. Uh, something nice about that. A little strange, but, you know, I like Lulu Island skits. You know, they bust me up. I like hearing uh, Kevin Touch's interaction with the people. I like uh, talking in Nathan's weather. You know, it's uh, it's kind of a new one, and I'm really enjoying it. I hope, Nathan, I hope you stick with this, because I'm having fun with this. Uh, I like reporting the weather. I mean, I'm here anyway, so why not? I'm now the official roving reporter for Nathan's weather. By the way, I gave myself that title. But why not? It's fun. Why not have fun with it? That's what Anchor's all about. Just go out and have a blast. Enjoy yourself. Experiment. Now, for me, at my age, nah, I don't give a shit about monetizing. It's just having fun. The younger cats, I can see where it's a good thing for practicing. You know, it's a good place for learning to, to talk to others. It's a great way to learn how to, you know, to uh, practice your speaking skills and listen to yourself. And, you know, I highly recommend that to everybody. Listen to your own shows. Listen to the way you're talking. Listen to your own cadence. Listen to the words you're using. Um, and try not to say, um, like I just did. That's what I try to do. Every once in a while I look at it and I listen. And I don't ever change anything because I figured, what the heck. But I do try to remember things for the future. Like, don't say too many ums. Don't say too many ahs. Uh, try not to cuss too much. Which is, you know, kind of hard to do sometimes the way these people drive around me. Because the way they be driving, sometimes you gotta cuss. It's just the way it is. Because they, you know, they just do some. Like the other day when that Domino's driver went around me and slammed on the brakes, yeah, I just wanted to smack him in the head with a cheese topping. I mean, it was like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? But 
that's the glo- you know that's the thing you know it's a spontaneity it's the non-scripted nature of it all it's the you know that's what we all crave because in commercial radio that's all you hear is scripted bullshit and it's the same scripted bullshit all the way across the country and that's why I think most people are here at Anchor because they want creativity they want spontaneity they want uniqueness and that's what I dig about it and the thing is you know there's a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of channels out there that are really putting out a lot of good information it's just there's only so much time of the day and you can only listen to so much I know I have my favorites everybody does but it's just just not enough time of the day so anyway I'm going to do quarter of the day in a few minutes and I'm going to get ready for bed because I'm sitting here in a sleeper Davenport, Iowa. Headed to Denver. Okay, just left the truck stop in Davenport, Iowa, and we're headed to Denver. I'm in the sleeper. I'm not driving anymore. Uh, the roads are really dry and nice all the way up here, but I guess they expect something. It doesn't say in the, in the hourly forecast on the app, but I don't know. There must be something going on because. I just seen like two plow trucks go the other way and there's a plow truck going uh we just passed up a plow truck and they were dropping salt like crazy so there's a little moisture on the ground so they must be expecting some ice tonight because generally what they'll do is they like to drop the salt before it gets really bad and then it'll you know it'll they can stay ahead of it if they wait until it starts to get bad it, it'll be a nightmare and they'll never they'll never get ahead of it you know, it's just a, it'll just go on forever, so it's just one of those kind of nights, nothing, nothing unusual, just normal stuff, uh, when you do this kind of work, you drive on, uh, you know, good days, bad days, hot days, during the super hot days, you gotta worry about tire blowouts, you know, that's, that's when you're gonna get the most tire blowouts, super cold days, you gotta worry about ice, and trucks not starting, and things freezing up, stuff like that, you know, it's just the nature of the business, we, we, you know, it doesn't matter if it's cold or hot, we're going to drive, you know, as long as the equipment hasn't broken down yet, it's really what it comes down to, you just got to keep rolling, never stop, keep the doors closed, it's the only way you can do 1,300 miles a day in a 63 mile an hour truck, is you just don't stop, well, unless you absolutely have to, but that's about the way it goes. So, nope, I can feel the wind now. Wind just kicked up a bit. I'm in the sleeper with the curtain closed, so I'm just going by what I can feel. But luckily, hopefully, we'll, or I should say hopefully we won't hit any snow, because, you know, the truck hitting the snow and then the snow sloshing up and hitting the underside of the truck is really loud and annoying when you're trying to sleep. Because I'm literally... Uh, I'm sleeping right... Where would the tires be? The tire, the drive tires are right behind where I'm at. And the trailer... Because I'm in the bunk. The trailer's probably... The lead box is probably... Five feet behind where I'm laying down at. And then... Um, the chains, of course, are on the right-hand side. Underneath where I'm laying... That, you know, that's why you want to make sure they're tied down because otherwise you can hear them rattle it'll just drive you crazy and then of course the uh, one thing we, you know, this is one thing we never do, most of us sleeper drivers are like a whole nother 
category of drivers. I mean, not only are we the better looking drivers, but we're also, we have to stay smooth. Like a city day cab guy, you know, those, you know, the little weak city day cab guys, you know, they can drive and, and bang things around and whatever, and it's no big deal. But a sleeper guy, you got to be smooth, he's got to be precise, he's got to be clean, you know, because you're you know, you got another human being behind you trying to sleep. And if he doesn't sleep, he sure as hell can't drive. So if you go to hit the brakes, you hit the brakes softly. You know, you, you caress the truck. You don't drive it like a bull. You know, you, you, you drive it like a Cadillac. You know, you're smooth, slick. Uh, some people are good drivers, but they're never, never be a good sleeper driver because it takes a certain certain, you know, a little bit of empathy to the fact that the other guy's sleeping. You know, that's the most important thing. Sleep. Making sure the other guy's sleep doesn't get messed with. At least that's what I think. Alright, I'm gonna let y'all go. I'm gonna do quote of the day in a few minutes. I know you're all just excited as hell for that. Okay, quote of the day... Let's first start off by saying on yesterday's quote, you know what, I'm going to do quote of the day in a minute, but I want to do it, you know, I want to add something to yesterday's quote. Yesterday's quote was, a back of every achievement is a proud wife and a surprised mother-in-law. And I I was thinking about that today, and, you know, I thought it was kind kind of funny, but now I realize, you know, that is really kind of a bullshit statement, because, you know, think about it back of every achievement is a proud wife and a surprised mother-in-law and even though that's quite humorous you know that's like saying that you know women you know don't have their own ideas and their own thoughts and you know once I started thinking about it I thought I started thinking why this is this sounds really fucking stupid I mean the back of every achievement is a proud wife and a surprised mother-in-law. Well, no, that's... I mean, it's funny, but it's not true. Because, you know, how many how many things and... How many achievements do we that have women done? Science, literature, whatever. You know, that doesn't make any sense. So I... You know, as I was driving today, this random thought popped in my head. You know, how stupid that thing is. I mean, if you take it as a funny thing, it's okay. But if you take it as a serious thing, yeah, it's pretty fucking stupid. So, that's my, you know, added to that. So, Brooks Hayes, I think you need to, you know, we need to talk to you about your, uh, uh, your remark here and how off the base you are, buddy. Okay, that's Morant. Alright, let's get down to that new and exciting quote of the day. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And to make this one exciting, I'm laying in a sleeper. In the bed. Reading quote of the day. So, I'll just let your imaginations run wild. So here's quote of the day. Now that it's all over, what did you really do yesterday that's worth mentioning? by Coleman Cox. Let's try that one again. Now that it's all over, what did you really do yesterday that's worth mentioning? 
you know, I, you know, I mean, most of these stand on their own and, you know, out of context, but I think that one, you know, you, I don't know, I gotta look up the context of this one, but I'd say that's not even worth printing because, I don't know, it just sounds like bullshit. You know, it's like saying, hey, I know you lied, what did you do yesterday, that you, you know, whatever. But I'm gonna go ahead and answer, what did I do yesterday? I drove the damn truck. I drove I drove to Chicago and I delivered freight. So that y'all have toothpaste and toothbrushes and toilet paper and clothes and stuff you can buy at the grocery store. And yeah, I mean, that's what I did. What did you do? What did you all do yesterday that's worth mentioning? Oh, and I talked on Anchor. I did that a lot. And I listened a lot too, but... But, uh, for me, I drove, I drove the truck. You know, I drive the truck. I am one of the giants that crosses the country and delivers freight, which makes my country strong. Well, the world's strong if you really want to go at it, because I'm sure we're delivering stuff from all over the world, but... I am a giant that walks the landscape of the, of, of the country delivering the goods so that people can provide the services and make our country strong. Yeah, yeah, I like that one better. That sounds much better. You know what, I'm going to work on that and when I get a slick-ass response, that sounds, when I got that down, I'll let y'all know. So, anyway, that's quote of the day. Now that it's all over, what did you really do yesterday? That's worth mentioning. Coleman Cox, I'm worried about you, buddy just worried about you what you's one what you've been thinking about that one so anyway i'll let y'all go that's been quote of the day i'm sorry you son bitch you did that on purpose you're gonna wait till you agree i got the evidence put the evidence in the car but, but, you, but put the evidence in the car i gotta barbecue your ass in molasses Put the evidence in the back. Kingfish, I just heard your story about the wiper blade. The same thing happened to me in Indiana. I was uh, in a Ford Ranger and I had just stopped to get new wiper blades because I knew that the old wipers that I had on the, on the pickup wouldn't be able to handle the ice storm that was going through Indiana. So put on the new wiper blades. Of course, they still get caked with ice. I do that trick that you just talked about, and I'm slapping the, the wiper blade against the windshield, but then all of a sudden, it falls off and goes flying behind me. I didn't know where it went, so luckily, I had one of the old wiper blades that I just switched out, and of course, the rubbers on those were practically falling off, but moral of the story is, be careful when you slap the the windshield wipers against the windshield. Oh man, Jeremiah. I am sorry to hear that happen to you too. I bet you had the same look on your face that I did. When that happened, I was like, oh shit, oh shit. So here's what I do now, because I have short arms, and I gotta reach my arm all the way out there to do it. What I do now is I carry a ball peen hammer in the truck. And the reason why I carry the ball peen is because I can check that my tires at the same time, because I gotta go 
See, you guys, I have two tires next to each other. So for me to tell if I have a flat tire, I have to thump them with a hammer. Otherwise, I can't tell because it's, you know, it'll look like it's still good. So what I do now is I, and it's a little bit easier because I, I don't have a long reach because it's way out there. I grab, uh, Jeremiah, I grab the, the end of the hammer, the hammer part, and I grab that with my hand. And it's easy to grip because you get a good grip. And then I reach my arm out. And then when the wiper comes up to the top, the handle is sticking out. And so I hit the wiper blade with the hammer. Or I don't hit it. I just let it hit the, the, the handle, you know, the end of the handle. If this makes any sense, I let it hit the end of the handle. And then it knocks the ice off that way. It might take two or three times to do it. But after that time, I knocked the, the blade came off of my hand. Uh, I won't do that again. And this way I have a little bit more control and it's a little bit more finesse. What we used to do is we had air. The, the wipers weren't electric. They were run by air, you know, the air off the compressor because we have a huge compressor on these things. And the, the wipers were run by the air. And what you would do is you'd wait till the wipers got to the top. And then if you hit, if you let it, if you turn the wipers off at just the right time, they would come down and slap. And that was the, how you used to knock the ice off in the old trucks. But these new electronic wipers... In the rain, they're great because you could, you know, the intermittent part's fantastic. But in the snow and the ice, not so much. I'll take those old air wipers in a heartbeat. What I'd really like to get, yeah, I just realized, I think I put too much time into thinking about wipers. <laughs> I just realized how, how silly this all sounds to someone who doesn't drive a lot, but, you know, uh, Jeremiah's a traveling musician. So he would travel a lot, and he would see all kinds of weather, just like I do. Um, what you could do is they have these heated wiper blades, and you can hook those up to your truck, and then they'll turn on at a certain temperature, and it'll keep the ice and snow melting as it goes along. The only problem with that is that I'm in a different truck every week, and so I never, you know, I would constantly be uninstalling and installing them, and so it just doesn't work for me. But I wish that it did. This particular truck is a 2017 Freightliner Cascadia, which is a freight shaker. And it has 594,367 miles. So it's been around the block. In fact, they'll probably be turning it in pretty soon to get a new one. But anyway, yeah, when wiper blades attack. But uh, uh, it's just insane. Jeremiah, if you get a chance... Go to, go to Bernie Goldback's page, and if he still has that link up for when the kids had to do the thing with the cargo straps, that is freaking hilarious. You will love it. It is one of the best solutions. And then and the best post, the the best part of that, that post, it, it, that's, that's the funniest post I've seen all week, was when his daughter goes, it worked all right, and then we had to stop and switch sides because so, our arms were tired. The kids... They tied cargo straps to the wiper blades, and then one kid would pull one way, and the other kid would pull another way. And then after about, an, I don't know how long they drove for a while, they had to sw the kids had to switch sides in the car because their arms were getting tired, and that's how they drove down a road. So here's Bernie, Dad, driving down a road with the kids pulling the wiper blades back and forth. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. It is, it is, it is ingenious. 
It's simple. It worked. It got them to where they needed to go. And it's a family moment that they'll all remember. It's hilarious. It's one of my... It's This week, I would have to say, that is the best post I have heard all week. It is the one that has busted me up the most. That is my favorite post of the week. And the video is only a few seconds. And at first, I wasn't sure what he was talking about. And then I saw the video, and I was like, Oh, man, this is great. Oh, awesome. Awesome video, Bernie. Hi, this is Kingfish calling in from Fort Morgan, Colorado, traveling west. I'm going to Denver, Colorado. I'm on the I-76 corridor. I'm in Fort Morgan, Colorado. I might have said that already. I don't know. It is currently 16 degrees. Uh, oh, it just went, just dropped up to 20. I'm using the temperature gauge off the truck, so it isn't entirely accurate, but it's pretty close. I'm about 60 miles north, or 50 miles north of Denver, and it's pretty cold out there. Clear skies, clear skies. Light winds, clear skies. So, cold and clear skies. That's all there was. In Iowa, across I-80, a lot of trucks in the ditch, a lot of accidents. But the weather wasn't too bad. I didn't drive that portion, so I can't say. Co-driver said 39 trucks in the ditch. Hey, what's up, King? It's Jesse, man. Hope you're doing okay. Uh, I haven't been on Anchor too much. I mean, work and this and that, you know. I've been playing uh, Eurofly, which is a simulator. It's a flight sim for uh, visually impaired people, actually. Uh, and it's really neat. Um, but yeah, man. I uh, hope to talk to you someday, man. I haven't spoken to you in ages, dude. Hope you're doing fine, man. Drive safely. Oh, absolutely, Jesse. Good to hear your voice. Jesse, you're one of my favorite people on any audio platform I've ever been on. I think that's pretty cool. I've heard Sarah's outtakes on the Eurofly thing. I wish I could get in on that with you guys, but I just don't have time. Yeah, I'm out here on the road. But I'm going to have to check it out one of these days. One of these days I'm going to have to uh, download that game and... Uh, Watch out for me, Jesse, because I'm not a good pilot. I fly the, I can drive the shit out of a truck, but I don't know about flying. So, still looking forward to that party down there. It's your place. One of these days we're going to do it. Ugh. I'm sure it's a lot warmer there than it is here. It's 18 degrees, man. Colorado. We gotta do a call in. We gotta do a. We gotta do a live thing, man. I gotta wait till I'm not in the calling area. I mean, I'm not in the roaming area. I lose the signal on this thing too much. Anyway, I am so glad you called, Jess. I really am. The sound of your voice is something I miss. You're one of my favorite people. Hey, King. Um, I sort of disagree with you on that uh, quote, that uh, now that you, now that it's all over, what did you do yesterday? 
uh, that's really worth mentioning. Um, my, me and uh, one of my family members, we have this routine every day. Um, and you might have heard me say it. Um, when I used to get out of the car, uh, or anyone, any one of our family members, when we used to get out of the car, uh, my mom would say, what are you going to do today? Oh, go make a difference. Um, you know, depending on what we were doing. So every day I do try and make a difference. Um, whatever that might be. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, hmm, I actually have to give this one some thought as well. But anyway, have a happy, uh, Tuesday. <laughs> I knew Sarah wouldn't la wouldn't agree with me for long. <laughs> no, I think what they meant, Sarah, was, you know, this is what you said you did, but what did you really do? As in, you know, what do you what did you do that you're not telling us? You know, what did you do that's sneaky? I think that's kind of what they meant. What did you really do? But. I knew Sarah wouldn't agree with me for long, but that's okay. That's why I like Sarah. She's not afraid to tell you what she thinks, and I think that is great. I think everybody should be that independent. By the way, Sarah, when are you and Jesse going to do uh, something together? Because when you and Jesse broadcast together, I think you guys do. That's when you guys do your best. I love the Sarah Jesse shows. Those are my favorite. When you guys pick a topic, Jesse really uh, and you together. It's I don't know how to describe it, but you're he keeps you grounded. You guys do really good together. I I listen. I love to listen to those. Need more of those. You know, um, you're saying listen to yourself. I do, and sometimes it is the hardest. It is the hardest thing to do because. You can either take that one of two directions. Okay, I'm fine. Or you judge yourself so harshly that you don't want to do things anymore. You criticize yourself so hard that you just give up. So, uh, and I, you know what? I do the same thing for my gameplay. I listen to myself and I'm like, all right, I need to work on this for the next time, uh, etc. So it is hard, but yeah, I do the same thing as well. Good advice. I see what you're saying, and it's not easy, I think, to listen to yourself sometimes. But I also noticed that since I started listening to myself, I've been able to eliminate, not completely, but, you know, slowly get rid of some of the things that I found annoying, like the ums and the ahs and the uh and the, and the you know, I mean, a dramatic pause is one thing, but uh, a simple uh, uh, well, uh, you know, like, so I try to think about what I want to do or what I want to say or at least have a chance, not exactly per se, but I know kind of what I'm going to say before I start to record. Then once I start to record, I visualize myself talking to that individual person that I want to talk to. Like right now, I'm talking to Sarah. Everybody can hear me, but I'm thinking of Sarah when I'm talking. So it makes it easy for me because I have an individual that I'm targeting at. You know, not necessarily the whole thing, just the fact that it's easier to, to talk when you know who you're talking to. 
and she's an easy person for me to talk to because I've been talking to her for years. Same with Jesse. It's easy for me to talk to Jesse because I've known Jesse for a long time. He's an easy person to talk to. You know, so I always try to find someone. Or my wife, she's an easy person to talk to. So I try to visualize a person, and then I go from there. But when I first started doing a lot of these audio things, and a lot of it I got rid of with on a Roger app, but a lot of it was ums and ahs and, you know, those things. And I would pause, but not in a very, not good. It wasn't dramatic. It was just a stupid pause, trying to sound, you know, trying to find the right word or trying to sound, you know, not trying to sound stupid. Then I realized, after listening to myself for a while, I realized, you know, I'm going to make mistakes, and that's okay. And I still don't like doing the ums and the ahs. But I am not a singer, so I'm not going to be overly critical that way. I'm not overly critical about highs or lows. So that, you know, so that's not an issue for me. And I don't really go out of my way to, to you know, once I got rid of the idea that I, that I needed to, to worry about using the perfect word at the perfect moment, you know, once I got past that, it made it a lot easier to talk on these things. I think that, you know, when you hear somebody who's, and I've heard quite a, you know, I did it myself, people that say, well, there was a dog and I ran through the woods. You know, when you pause for every single word because you're trying to find the right word, it really distracts from, it's, it's just, it's irritating. It, it distracts from the story that, the, that you're trying to tell. You're better off just ripping it out. You know what you want to say. You don't sit there and do that in real life when you're talking to someone right in front of you. So why do you need to worry about it here? And if you say something a little silly here, don't worry, it's gone in 24 hours. You know, it's no big deal. No one's going to judge you too harshly. And if they do criticize you, it might turn into a really interesting conversation. That Who knows where it'll go? Because I honestly, I haven't met anybody here that's a troll yet. You know, it's a very nice community. I'm sure there's some out there somewhere, but I really haven't run across any bad ones yet. You know, probably the the most gruff person here is probably me. You know, the whole, you know, when I, you know, driving down a road yelling at cars or something, which I'm a wanting to do once in a while, not because I want to, because they make me. They're evil. Cars are evil. Or when windshield wipers attack. So I say for broadcasting here, it's just go out there, do it, and don't worry about it too much. But it's not a bad idea to listen to yourself and see if you're popping peas or being too harsh with your you know, words. Or maybe you're saying something you're not even saying. Or maybe there's a sound where you're recording that you don't even know is there. The only way you're going to do it is to put the headphones on and listen. And that's the kind of thing what I'm getting at. For me, I love the sound of my voice, so it makes it a little bit easier. But no, but honestly, it does get easier the more you do it. So that's the best. I think that's really the best thing. I like the I like the idea of the uh, dash cam, but I mean, I don't. I'm not a videographer. Ugh. Um, anyway, 
But would that thing be able to pick up not about a, not a hundred, not 360 degrees, but I mean, would that thing be able to pick up like, uh, like what happened with at least the uh, lady that hit him, um, from behind? I mean, would that have been able to pick up his license plate number? Well, hopefully if that stoplight had cameras, hopefully they could view the tape loop. Uh, maybe. Oh, that coffee's hot. Ouch. But it feels good. 40, it's 45, 46 degrees right now. <coughs> so, anyway. Wow, I'm glad everything's okay. I mean, that that's just... That... That's just weird. Two people just driving away like that? That's just weird. Hmm. You've only... Well, you normally... Anyway. Ay, ay, ay. I'm glad everything's okay. Well, so far... It depends on which model you get. For the most part, they're just small little handheld units the size of a cigarette pack or a deck of cards. And they fit in the Windows era. And most of them just record forward. Some of them record backwards, too. But for the most part, I would say most of them are only forward-facing. And the cameras aren't that great going backwards. So probably what would have happened was he would have got the camera the shot in front of him and then when she pulled around he probably would have got her then the, the the matter of the fact is I think he was so startled by the situation that he didn't know what to do and he was unprepared yeah the fact that he got rear-ended and then shoved into the car in front of him and then the car behind him backed up and took off and then the car in front of him took off and he's just sitting there going what the hell no Everybody says, why would the car in front of him take off? The girl behind him took off because she's, you know, probably a scumbag, doesn't have insurance. The car in front of him took off because he's probably got a warrant or something. He doesn't want to get the cops coming after his ass. Because why else would you take off? It's probably what it was. So I'll get him a camera and uh, we'll put it in the window. We'll see what happens. But that's the way to go. Now, one thing about the cameras, a lot of them, I haven't got one yet for them, but they, uh, if there's an impact over a certain, you know, it feels a certain impact, it will store that recording of what happened. But most of the time, they're on a continuous loop. It'll be an SD card inside the thing, and it'll just continuously loop until it, uh, you know, until it gets to the beginning, and then it just keeps going around and around and around until you save footage. So that's pretty much what they do. A lot of times people use their cameras to, you know, when they see crazy things, you'll find them on YouTube. I should put the GoPro back in here. I want to do a footage from California to the Chicago. 15, every 15 seconds I'll take a photo with the GoPro. I've done it once before. It's pretty neat. I did it to Seattle. I should do that with the with the Bloomington run. But, uh, I don't know. Then I turn it into a video. I just haven't had time. There's not much time off in this bid. So, but anyway, that's what they do. Then there's all different kinds of models. Some trucks have, Sarah, some trucks have them built into the, um, the blinkers. The right or left turn signal will have it built in so you can't even see it. And then the, what the driver can do is he can monitor from the sleeper, he'll have a monitor in the sleeper, probably that he uses for television or whatever, and he can monitor what's going on outside the tractor. 
I've actually seen those for sale. I've never seen anybody with one, but they do have those. For us, though, it really wouldn't work because we're in a different tractor all the time. Okay, that's all I got. Thank you for the latest weather report. I'm glad that you made it. I'm glad that you made it safely up there. And I wish you, you know, a safe trip, you know, wherever you're headed next. And I really do appreciate all these weather reports. I really do. Thank you so much. Oh, Nathan. No problem. In fact, I, I find it to be a lot of fun. It's almost no effort for me to do it. I'm on the ground, literally, and I'm all over the country. So, you know, I will uh, update you as, uh, as I find time to do so and as the weather conditions change. Absolutely a lot of fun. In fact, I recommend everybody, you see Nathan's calling right there. You see the link to him, favorite him. Call him in. Call in with your weather. Jeremiah, I can see it like Jeremiah. Jeremiah, call up like every day on your way to work and give the Seattle report. It's uh, 65 degrees and uh, it's raining. And then do a song about raining. <laughs> I mean, but seriously, everybody, you know, it's not a big deal. Just call up, say where you're at, give them the temperature, give them the conditions. And uh, it's, it's good times, you know. It's, it's a... It's kind of fun, and it's one thing we can all do, you know. So I'll continue to do it as I travel across the country. Okay, you guys, I just left Denver, Colorado. I am headed home. Well, I'm actually headed to Chicago Heights, and then I'm headed home. So I have 964 miles before I get to Chicago Heights, and then I have 110 miles to get home, and then I have to be back at work Friday morning at 7 o'clock. I usually leave around 1 or 2 because I don't want to, I like to avoid all the traffic. And so, you know what time that is. It's my favorite song of the week. Well, the one that it's the most effective anyway. Oh my god, it's 9 degrees. Jesus, it dropped down to 9 degrees. How exciting is that? Whew. I'm glad I'm not out there. Oh wait, I am out here. Yeah, it's getting colder. Mm, I'm gonna have to add some additives to the tank. Goodness, I got a bottle, spare bottle in the side box. Good times. So, all right. It's trucking music time. All right. I'm about to lose the signal. I've been losing it on and off. In fact, you know, it's probably gonna take me a while to send this off. So I'll go ahead and do my weather report for Nathan here, and he can echo it because. I'm not going to be able to do this twice because of the signal. It is, I'm on the 76 on the north end, northeast end, almost to the 80, which will be Big Springs, Nebraska. It is currently 9 degrees. The wind is blowing 4 or 5 miles an hour. It is cold as hell. I just saw a freaking moose. Okay, that's not something I see very often out here. They usually stay. In fact, I didn't even know they had moose on this end of the state. I thought they were more in the wilderness, wooded areas. This thing was huge. I wasn't even sure what I was looking at. You know when you're looking at something and your brain just tells you it can't be what you're looking at, so it tries to make it into something else? That's what I was doing. 
And then somewhere along the line it clicked, and I'm like, holy shit, that was a moose. You know what happens if you hit a moose with a big truck? Big truck loses. <laughs> moose might just walk away and laugh at you. Same thing with an elk. Elk's not as big. Elk's not as uh, not as tough as a moose, but a moose is about the baddest ass thing out here to hit. You hit a deer. Deers just disintegrate. They're nothing. They're like flies on a windshield. You hit an elk. You're gonna do some major damage to the front end. At least it did my front end when I hit one. You hit a moose, which I've never done. I've only seen one truck do that. It destroyed the entire front end of that truck. It was amazing. And I'm like, you hit a moose? I said, well, where is it? And the guy said, well, he got up and walked away. <laughs> what the hell? It totally destroyed this tractor, the tractor trailer. It was amazing. So that's what happens. Killed a moose. Uh, lighter notes. Today, my friend John Turner was going the other way. And I was, you know, we, we were on the interstate. We were going opposite directions of each other. And we were talking on the phone at the time. So I was able to wave at my friend as we were driving by each other. Which is something that happens quite often. Uh, I see most of my friends out here in the out here in the country than I do at home. But then this is what most of my friends do. They travel. At least the ones I see in you know, real life, not my anchor friends. You guys know what I mean. But anyway, it's good. I got an hour and a half left to go. Probably going to go to North Platte, Nebraska. I better end this, otherwise I'm not going to be able to send it off. I had a great conversation. Paul, thank you so much. That was fun. I called Paul, woke him up. I feel good about that. Write that in the in the uh, word click in the feather of Woke him up, got him before his coffee. That was nice. So that made my day. It's not something I'm going to be posting, but that just made my day anyway. That was a lot of fun. And, you know, I just think it's amazing that uh, that you can just interact with people from all over the world. It's so much fun. But anyway, uh, I won't be able to do quote of the day until later on today because... Well, I don't know. I'll do quote of the day. Maybe I can get one in real quick. I'll try, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to because I'm down to one bar right now. In fact, this may not even send off. We'll have to see what happens. So I will talk to you guys later, and I hope everything is well. I'm on my way home. I'll be in Chicago in 888 miles and then 110 miles home from there. So we're, it's that's nothing. It's a short trip. I'll be home tomorrow night. I can't think of anything better than that. Talk to you all later. Okay, I'm going to do quote of the day, but the quote of the day is my own quote. Or it's more of a statement than a quote. The nicer the night, the more head beam, more headlights you'll see, or high beams you'll see. Let's try that again. The nicer the night, the more high beams you'll see. By the kingfish. So that's my quote of the day. The nights of the night, the more high beams you'll see. The reason the reason for that is, and I hope I can send this off for the single dice. The reason for that is when it's crappy out or foggy or there's a lot of precipitation in the air, the light will reflect off the rain, snow, sleet, whatever, and bounce back out of drivers, mostly the cars. 
So what the cars will do is they'll get in areas like uh, the worst area I had. Oh, I just did an um. Uh, I'm working on that. The worst area for me was uh, Montana, uh, Wyoming off the 90, 94, you know, 90, North Dakota, South Dakota. They were real desolate areas. People, they, I guess they get scared and they turn their high beams on. And, of course, where I'm sitting, which is quite high up in the air, their high beams are usually pointed right at me. So it was really annoying. So I had to flick them on and off to express my, you know, get them to turn theirs off. But I noticed, you know, uh, if there's a full moon, no clouds, you can see quite well. Like right now, I can see really well. It's a beautiful night. The more, the clearer the night, the nicer the night, the brighter the night, the more high beams I would see. If it was a crappy night or foggy or bad weather, you don't see it. So the nicer the night the more high beams you'll see. So that's my quote of the day. I'm going to go with that since I can't. I got the book in the back. I'm going to try to do one of my own sayings. Something maybe driving related. Seems to be kind of a big recurring theme for me. I wonder why. But the, uh, the uh, see, I did it again. I'm trying to catch that. But what it is is, you know, people don't realize what they're doing. They'll begin the fog or the ice or the snow, and they'll, boom, turn them high beams on, and they'll get blasted, and it blinds them, so they'll turn them off. Fog is the worst, because the fog is just, you know, there's a lot of a lot of moisture in the air with fog, and the fog, will, you know, that'll just reflect right back on you. Snow's pretty bad, too. Fog's nothing to be messed with. One time, just north of Atlanta, there was, I don't know how many cars there were, but it was over a 100-car pileup. And I did not see it until later on that evening. And they were still cleaning that mess up. And I was going southbound. I think it was the 75. I was going southbound. And it was on the northbound side that this happened. And I looked over there, and I have never seen such a mangled pile of cars in my life. It was insane. I couldn't believe it. You know, it was just, it was well over 100 cars and trucks in this big pile. And I just thought, wow, I am so glad I missed that. And, oh, my God, I hope people are okay. It was insane. So fog is not anything to be messed with. Same with the ice and snow, especially at the beginning of the snow. But right now, it's just cold. Now we're up to 11 degrees. Oops. 11 degrees. All right, I'm going to go before I get into Nebraska. I'm almost there, and I'm going to lose the signal. So I'll be back sometime tomorrow before my way home. I hope you guys are having a great day. Talk to you later.